Hi, thank you for joining us for today's HXGN News podcast brought to you by Hexagon Geospatial. HXGN News is Hexagon's all-news portal that provides the latest information about Hexagon's global network of brands. It's available at hxgnnews.com, and you can sign up for monthly email updates. In today's podcast, we're speaking with Mladen Stojic, who is the president of Hexagon Geospatial, and thank you so much for joining us today, Mladen. Sure thing. So back in December, there was an announcement from Hexagon regarding some structural and organizational changes involving Intergraph SGNI security government infrastructure. As you may know, Intergraph SGNI it really consists of several portfolios, those being public safety and security, utilities, communication, and the geospatial portfolio, which also includes defense and intelligence solutions and capabilities that we built. Given Hexagon's focus on geospatial products and solutions, it made sense to carve out the geospatial portion of Intergraph SGNI and make it hexagon geospatial because it serves Intergraph, but also some of the other businesses that Hexagon currently has and plans to have. So the idea here is to really take the hexagon geospatial team and continue building and delivering a world-class comprehensive portfolio of products and solutions that can be used directly to solve a specific problem or need, and also can be extended, configured, and customized to deliver industry solutions around the world. The importance of geospatial is critical to Hexagon's success, and establishing this group as a new business unit is a step in that direction of solidifying Hexagon's presence in the geospatial industry. That's great. I think in many ways you answered my second question, but I'll ask it anyway. You know, why did they decide to spin off your group from SG&I? And is there anything else you want to add to that before we tap into your vision of the future? So as it stands today, the, the portfolio of products that we have inside of Hexagon Geospatial cover the wide spectrum of capabilities needed to transform content collected from sensors and delivered through web, mobile applications, and so forth. Now, of course, historically, these have been used by Intergraph to build solutions, but as we've seen Hexagon take a leading role in building solutions, it made sense to make available this technology, not just to Intergraph, but to Hexagon businesses, but also other third-party business partners and global distributors. We have more than 80 distributors and partners around the world that rely on this portfolio of products to deliver capabilities and solutions to their market. Our overarching vision and strategy is to grow our ecosystem and effectively grow the Hexagon ecosystems while continuing to nurture and maintain the strong relationships we have with Intergraph growing the relationships we have with other Hexagon business and signing on new business partners that will take our portfolio of products as a platform and build and deliver and deploy market solutions around the world. So we're really extending our ecosystem and growing our footprint so more people have direct access to this portfolio of products than before. That's great. Thank you so much for those insights. It sounds like a very smart business move overall. Now, tell us a little bit more about your vision for the future of Hexagon's geospatial offerings. And again, I know you and I often have these very fun and exciting discussions about the future of the sector. So, as always, we'd love to hear your vision. You've seen us focus on several philosophies, streamlining customer workflows, improving how users work with our interfaces and how they can get more done in less time how we could implement automated processes to streamline how long it takes to deliver information products 
to end users. We've now gotten into the mobile world, delivering mobile apps. I think if I look forward three to five years and really focus on a couple of key things that we'll focus on, I'll start with the word experience. I think it's very important to note that today, unfortunately, there exists a wide gap between what we're calling the consumer world and the professional geospatial world. I think largely that has a lot to do with experience, experience from a perspective of some of the more non-traditional users of this technology aren't educated with geospatial background. They're learning the technology for the first time, and sometimes it's a big gap to, to immediately start working with some of these professional products. On the other end of the spectrum, some of the entry-level consumer mapping products aren't deep enough in their offering of being able to deliver very rich, robust experiences for solving difficult geospatial problems. Our focus will be on experience and improving the experience both for the consumer and for the traditional user of this so they can get more out of the data that they invest and collect in, they can get more out of the products that they use, and they can get more out of configuring, customizing, and delivering value-added solutions with the platform that we provide. So one of the key things we want to focus on is experience. And when I use the word experience, I mean a connected experience. I mean how a user works with the interface, a GUI how they can stitch together different commands and models and visualize results, not just in 2D, but 3D, and introducing time into the picture, and really improving the overall experience needed in order to effectively do their job. If I go into the second area of focus, it's really around understanding big data and working with big data. We recognize that the data that comes from the various sensors that our customers work with are very big data sets. And when we talk about big data, we're talking about being able to quickly collect it, process it, manage it, fuse it with other multi-source data sets, and ultimately deliver information products over the web or through to mobile devices and done on the cloud. So solving the big data challenge for us means a lot of things. It means being able to implement processing algorithms that handle that data set, know how to visualize that data, how to fuse multiple data sets together to get a product, how to compress it and deliver it very rapidly over low bandwidth IT pipes. All of that constitutes solving the big data problem. And then I think the last thing that we're really going to spend a lot of time on is analytics. And when we talk about analytics, we're not just talking about spatial modeling or spatial analysis, something that traditionally we've always sort of referred to analytics we got to look at communication and how we communicate the results of all these processes to people who don't have that background, to farmers, urban planners, foresters, engineers, the warfighter who need information on demand. They'll subscribe to it, and they'll get communicated the results of an analytical process that was executed through the fusion of multi-source content in order to deliver what they want. So it's relevant, and it makes sense for the industry and for the solution that they're working on. Analytics is the other key area. Combining all of that together, it has to be an experience that can operate on a mobile device, in a web browser, on a desktop thick client. It can be done privately on the cloud or publicly on a public cloud that someone subscribes to. So I, I would say those are the key things that we want to focus on from a vision perspective moving forward. Great. What a great way to end this podcast. And Maladin, as always, we appreciate your time today. and Thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks a lot, Matt. It's always good talking to you. Likewise, and for all of our listeners out there, thank you for joining us for today's HXGN News podcast. Be sure to visit hxgnnews.com to read the latest news from our global network of brands, and be sure to sign up for our monthly email updates. 